So the mortal dawn finds themselves standing on the bank of Wyvern Lake, just outside the village of Terilli. Near a small dock, there is a fisherman in his little boat, sitting there getting some tackle together and getting his fishing rod ready, and he waves and greets you all very friendly. Why well, hey there, welcome to Wyvern Lake! Well, what brings you to these shores? Never seen you around town before. We were hoping to get to... what was that island again, guys? Oh, that one? Green Moss Island? Yes, Green Moss. Oh, well, I wouldn't recommend swimming in Wyvern Lake. The water's a bit funny here. Not real good for fishing either, but, you know, puts food on the table. That is where you come in. Tell me more. Well, I mean, I'm sure we can scrunch up some coin for you if you're willing to ferry us over there. Oh, well, coin pays better than fishing. Nothing here but sturgeon and catfish anyway. Ever since the water got mucked up. Have we considered the possibility that the mutations are caused by... And I just look down at the <laughs> the water. <laughs> have you ever caught any three-eyed catfish? Uh, no, but I have caught some real big ones. Not as big as Big Earl, though. No one's caught Big Earl. This is not about to turn into fishing quest. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you did say something odd happened to the water? When was that? Oh, this was many years ago. There was a whole mining operation up in the oil stones at Asaurus. A lot of fallout, as they call it. I don't know mining terms, but some bad chemicals got in the water. It's okay. The fish are fine. Killed off most of the small ones, but you can't really drink it, and not many people keep boats around here anymore. I'm pretty much the only fisherman in town. So you can see from this illustrious dock, <laughs> kind of gesturing to this tiny rickety wooden thing. Why do you want to go out to Green Moss? There's a weird old man that lives out there. I hear some strange noises at night. I tell you what. I think we are going there to see if we need to kill this man, or if he has information for us. One of the two. Kill him? What did he do? It depends on whether or not he actually did it. Well, I guess that could be said of any of us, couldn't it? <laughs> I feel a little funny about getting paid to ferry y'all out to murder someone, though. I don't want to be in My a friend comedy. exaggerates a lot. Rest assured, if we kill him, he will have deserved it. All right, well, as long as you ain't fishing for Big Earl, that's my prize. Duh. And if we see said Earl, or any other Earls, big or small, I'll be sure to let you know. Well, that's good, because he's big and easily three times the size of this boat. He's a big boy. Catfish with whiskers like a dwarf. And you plan to catch this fish on boat smaller than fish? I've been fishing my whole life. If anyone can figure it out, it'll be me. Duh. Your comprehension of leverage seems to be a little flawed. Well, speaking of leverage, you need to use my boat, and you talked about some coin. Duh. Oh, uh, yes, uh, would you... <laughs> For the podcast, as soon as Zach said da, he looked at Alante and just gave him the nod. <laughs> Even though you all have money now. Yeah. yeah. Well, that depends on what it's worth to you. Sounds like you're some important people. He's just reaching and cracking his knuckles. and. As he's saying this, Haruthax will like just move to the water's edge kneel and begin just disemboweling the rabbit and watching oh. its entrails float on top of the water. <laughs> oh my God. And he just kind of watches you and being like, hmm. well, I wouldn't eat that rabbit once it's been washed in that creek. Um, sorry. Uh, so the, so the price, uh, what, what are you thinking? <clears throat> Let's call it 10 gold. It's rather expensive. Well, there's a lot of people, and one of your fellas looks mighty big. Yes, but be we... a hazard to my boat, and it sounds important. Hell, I, I was about to go fishing. I, That's my livelihood. I would like to try to persuade him in saying that we're trying to help the town itself. I like it. Yeah, please. Yeah. Ooh, nineteen nice. plus five. Well, you do make a very promising uh, endeavor towards helping this village. It sounds like you got a got an honest voice on you. Let's call it five gold. Five gold seems pretty reasonable. One for each of you minus an extra one for the dead rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> I hand him two gold. 
<laughs> still paying the most though. <laughs> still reach into my pocket and I begrudgingly hand over a coin. Mighty fine, mighty fine. Well, hop aboard. On we go, and he will ferry you over. Probably only takes like fifteen minutes. Uh, has you has Arvid help row? While we're while we're going, I'm going to look at the massive barbarian, take my hat off, and put it on their head. Oh, it looks better on you. Mm, yeah, <laughs> it makes me look like idiot, but uh, I think it looks suits you better. Also, given what it does, I think maybe better on you. Well, thank you. The transfer is complete. <laughs> <laughs> Brought um, to you by Domain Vibes. So Harutax took ten minutes to do their um, yeah. Haruspec's ability yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, from their patron. Tell which me more. It's a, it's a divination ritual. I think I used it once right before we started our grand trial. Mm-hmm. It lets me, kind of like a divination wizard, stay, save 1d20 roll to use either for myself or an enemy at a later time. And what was your roll? It was a 13. Nice. Very good. We will keep that in mind going forward. And you guys are let off on not a dock, but the shore of Green Moss Island. A very small island, maybe like 80 feet side to side. And there's a little building on top of it. Just an old stone building. Well, good luck to you. You're not going to wait for us? We shouldn't take that long. Well, I think the fee was to ferry you to one side. I see. You're uh, a jackass. I understand. I'm just an entrepreneur. Mm. Fishing ain't paying like it used to. Hey, if you're trying to help this town, adding a little money to the old ecosystem, sure a good way to do it. Tell you what, I'll get you back for two. That's a good deal. Fair enough. Unless you kill him, then I'll got questions. Can't both be the first to admit that I've been extorted by my fair share of townsfolk. That's why I always keep a few extra drac on me just in case. But I gotta tell you, nothing in this world beats a little bit of lakefront property. You know, Storm, I'm pretty sure I used to own a little house by a lake. But that was a long time ago. Let's say we follow the mortal dawn into this house to see what mysteries are hidden inside. <laughs> step up onto a old kind of mossy grown over walkway leading up to it. the building doesn't look that large it looks like it's maybe three rooms in all the door is closed windows are all kind of not like boarded up but the curtains are closed i walk up with my hand raised about to knock on the door what? um arvid has gotten used to um, okay, growling yes. physically uh we need to tread lightly someone who wants to live in a Poison Lake, secluded, might have a few things to hide. Sure, and maybe he will react very well to us uh, sneaking into his home without him noticing. Uh, also, I do not like that you touch me without my permission. Continue to do this, and maybe it's not so good. Maybe you should consider consulting the party before you make your actions. My life is democracy to you? I will do as I choose. And if you do not like it, you can explain to me afterwards like an adult, and not like petulant child who thinks he has the right to touch people he does not. Huh? I'll knock on the door. No response. Yeah, see? That's like, yeah. How big's the island? Like I said, it's maybe like 80 feet across. The house is not very big. Haruthax will kind of like look at it and go, wait here. And then move over to the water's edge Mm -hmm. and just slip into the water and see if there's like a a cave that opens up like anywhere from under the water that you can get into anything. Absolutely. Uh, You do a little quick swim around the parameter. And you don't think there's like a cave entrance under the water, but it does look like the underside of the island is probably hollowed out to have some kind of larger structure underneath this one. Okay. Chris will look around, seeing if there's another kind of boat or structure or something like that, because there has to be a way for them to come and go. That does really look better on you. Quite good. Uh, You don't see a boat outside, no. Hmm. 
I wonder if they haven't come back home yet. Maybe he's not so well. There's nothing illegal about looking in windows. <laughs> I'm going to start peeking through windows. Probably is, but don't care. Sure, they're pretty curtained up, but you get a little glance inside. There aren't really any lights on. Parathax burbles back up from the water, getting a good inspection of what was yep. done. Comes back up, walks up, nictitating membrane opens as I get back to you guys, and, mm. and uh, goes, It seems the underside of this island has been hollowed out. So, quiet in the house, quiet on the island, no response to the knock. Maybe we break window? Is the door locked? No. <laughs> <laughs> Like, maybe we break with oh, yeah. <laughs> Haruthax tests the door and it just swings open. Yeah. Um, and it does, in fact, swing open on a very well-oiled hinge and then it comes to a stop at like a 90-degree angle. And you can see that the inside of the place has been tossed. Like, there's shelving with books and stuff that are completely knocked over. Um, there was a small, like, kind of kitchenette and pots and pans just, like, thrown to the ground. Is there anything, uh, like a theme to the to the books or anything special about the books? Um, lots of local stuff, like looks like maps of the, the mountains and nearby ocean and uh, a lot of geography type things. I will never understand how alchemists live. This is messy. This is, how can you get work done here? Is there anything very eye-catching and cool? <laughs> um, yes, uh, roll me a perception check to determine whether or not you are aware of it. An object with a quest-relevant glow around it. Oh, dang, it's a nine. It's just a mess. Like, obviously people have been, like, throwing these shelves over and flipping chairs and stuff and looking through things. I'm going to look for signs of a struggle. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll me an investigation check. Eleven. You're picking up on a lot of aggression, but you don't see any sign of, like, a human blood or any kind of hair or skin. Chris will look at the maps a little bit more, seeing if there's any markings or torn off pieces. That, that yeah, that's another investigate check. I like it. <laughs> nah the best part is so it's, so it's a one but i'm using my luck so for for the podcast audience uh alante is sitting there looking at his at his paper at his sheet not looking at the roll he rolls it and it gets a one and doesn't even notice it for like two seconds <laughs> okay it's a 14 total that's pretty good um you don't get anything super juicy but you notice that a lot of the circled areas and maps are either this lake or nearby bodies of water a lot of mm. stuff dealing with the oilstone mountains itself Obviously studying the, the very nearby natural environment. Did you guys tell me uh, what you found with the books and stuff? Uh, yes, I call people over and just point things out. Sounds like these men might have been trying to cure the uh, water problem. Mm. Man does not uh, set himself up in Poison Lake at the base of thing and research the mountains that cause it and not be trying to find something related to it. Mm, that's correct, but whether for a cure or for profit remains to be seen. Hey, you can do both. Haruthax will, will quietly encant a short spell and open their eyes, which are, are glowing green, as I cast Guidance on myself, mm -hmm. and would like to look around and see if I can find any means from this hut of accessing the area I believe to be underneath. Fantastic, I like it. I uh, use Thaumaturgy, make my eyes green, like, look, I am giant lizard man, I look around with magical eyes. All right. Hey, uh, that is four on the guidance die, sixteen on the d twenty, mm. and was this investigation? Mm -hmm. And nothing from investigation. So, <laughs> but still a big fat twenty. Twenty total. Delicious. You do notice that part of the back wall um, on the other side of what would be called the living room looks like it's probably movable. And after a little bit of investigating, you realize that uh, there's a little tiny handhold by the floor that you can slide up to get an access to a stairway leading down. I was going to say, my eyes stop glowing. I look at Artyom, who's still doing his little, like, like <laughs> mocking me thing. My eyes 
return to their normal color, and I pull whatever lever it is that opens the wall. I never said it wasn't useful. <laughs> <laughs> and there is a stone staircase leading down into what looks like a basement of some kind that is lit. There's some light coming from down there, and you see like a little flicker. I'm getting really tired of all of my magic being exploding in light. Perhaps we should go ask him ourselves. What makes you think he's down there? There's light. Where else could he be? He couldn't have gotten off the island without a fairy. Did you see any blood when you were searching? No, but I don't think I did very well. All right, the stairway leads before you. Does anyone want to do a listen check? I don't mind going down first. I could take a little peek. Absolutely. Eleven. So you're going down the staircase, cautiously listening for what you can hear. And I'm going to take a second to set up the map so we have an idea what you're going to see. Okay. Awesome. So, Arvid, as you descend the staircase into this stone basement, you can hear what sounds like some muttering from the other side of a door and the other side of the room that you were descending into, which is empty, save for some shelving on the walls that looks like it has vials and beakers and various prismatic-colored liquids all just kind of arranged very neatly and some paperwork on the shelving. If I, if I press my ear against the door, no help? Uh, you will have to move quite a bit to get down to the door. Oh, and I'm, I risk being a loud boy. You're welcome to attempt a stealth check to get down there quietly. Is everything okay? What? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Sam is is gesticulating at at her ear to Zach to indicate to Artyom. What are you that doing? She hears someone talking. <laughs> puppet show? What is this? Arvid creeps back up and very quietly. There's there's someone talking down there. So it is puppet show. This is what this is. Yes, puppet show. I this move my hands up and around. The the hand making a little mouth and and going blah 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 blah. Ah, the people are talking. I get yes, you. I, I yes. understand. This is this is silly. Okay. I like the idea that Artyom knows Drow hand sign and didn't understand the <laughs> the, the internationally recognized symbol for someone is talking. <laughs> Something horrible in Drow. Yeah, that's probably, <laughs> Dude, don't do that. that's probably what it is. Yeah. Should I go? Uh, should I go back down? Should I? Bust through the door and kill them? Didn't you say you can I turn think... invisible? Yes. I can, yes. When it, maybe you go in your check and see what's going on down there. Okay. Should I open the door? I mean, you're invisible. So I can open the door. It's fine. It's up to you. What no. if they look, think look, it's look, me? Personal suggestion. I'm assuming, do you give me the description of the environment? You go over here. You get their attention. You turn invisible as they open the door. You close the door behind them. We flank them and tear, tear them to pieces. Yeah. Oh, we can maybe try to reason with them. Perhaps we I don't, <sighs> we don't I know. Oh, What's that, Haruthax? Okay. Uh, perhaps I can help you. And Haruthax speaks uh, the same word that incants the guidance spell and just touches you. And sort of darkness melds off of Haruthax's form onto Arvid to give you guidance for your next stealth check. All right. So either way, it sounds like you're going to sneak down to the door as a beginning move. So let's roll a stealth check to see how quietly you can approach it. And get to add a d4 from the guidance. 18. Nice. Yeah, you move down pretty darn quietly. For a big lad, you move with a soft step. And you can hear it louder now for the door. Like It sounds like a little bit of an argument. Um, I might stay for just a second and wait for what I would think is an opportune moment to interrupt. Mm-hmm. Um, do I hear anything? Any words? It's just kind of garbled. Let's do another perception check now that you're next to the door. <laughs> Haruthax watches as, as Arvid goes downstairs, gets all the way to the bottom, goes, Well, it looks like the staircase isn't trapped. <laughs> Twelve. We have everything we need. Let's get out of here. Okay, I will continue with the plan and pop in. Did they notice me right away? Uh, if you open the door, you get noticed immediately. And actually, it slides right out. Hey, that's really cool. I might and... wait to see their reaction. I'm going to sure. be chill. Oh, yeah, like... there's like just a pause of 
surprise as this door like opens inward. You kind of push it in. What the? Check it out. And this sound of this and this huge dog comes barreling around the corner like this horse-sized mastiff. Does he, is he going to get me? Uh, with my with my feelings about animals that I have, do I think he's your feelings get me? about animals are not necessarily mutual? I really like you. I don't care. I, I, I guess I mean definitely looks like he's going straight for an attack. He's not just coming to. I mean, the, he, he's sending the big dog in to not you know ask questions. Oh. Okay, then the invisibility and the uh, continuing of the plan, which I think was me going back upstairs, right? Well, you only have six seconds of invisibility, so you can freeze for just a moment. And you pop into vis- invisibility as this dog comes lumbering. <laughs> just like slobbering everywhere. And like... <laughs> Damn, Law. <Right. laughs> Those are some sounds. And uh, another kind of big, tough guy comes out of it. He has like a leather vest on and like a really clean cropped beard, thick neck, like tattoos all over. I swear I heard something out here. He's looking about... I'm going to sharply whistle for the dog while we're up here. Okay, uh, roll me an animal handling check. Because this thing is trained. One! (laughs) (laughs) There's just this spitty, horrible... (laughs) Blows a raspberry at the dog. And uh, the figure looks up the stairs over the dog, and the dog like looks up as well, and they see these figures kind of cowering on the door at the top of the stairs, peering down. It says, we've got visitors! Looks like the mortal Don have found the root of their problem, and we're about to see how deep the tree really goes. And whatever's at the bottom, I hope they knock its damn block off. These guys are guilty of property theft, selling drugs to kids, and worst of all, interfering with environmental sciences. Fun fact, Storm, 10% of all LUQ proceeds go to reforestation and water sanitation. The Nexus Enterprise, promising you a brighter future. The following is a public service announcement from the Haladin's Druid Enclave. This is Pisong Forest. These noble oaks have stood for over 3,000 years. It's beautiful, but it can be dangerous. This forest is home to countless wild animals. You wandering fae, and of course a handful of monsters. You're in nature. Monsters happen. They're part of the ecosystem. If you're adventuring here, you may be tempted to fight them for XP, but please... Don't attack unless in self-defense. You're in their territory, and if you do, please refrain from using any fire magic. Destroying part of this ancient terrain with your untamed arcane flames is not worth it. Check your ire. Stop the fire. I'm Smolders the Owlbear. Only you can prevent forest fireballs. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. 
So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everybody. This is Zach. And Law. And as I'm sure you all know, we are always accepting sponsorships with businesses, especially local businesses in the Portland area. But we're also excited to hear from charities and those who have personal messages or cross-promotion with like-minded people. If you're interested in reaching out to us about any of these things, you can send an email to admin at slapdashstudios.com. We're also interested in your guys' fake ads ideas. One of your favorite parts of the show are the fun fake ads in the middle. And more ideas are always great. We love using things from other people. Um, If you're interested in sending us questions about the League of Ultimate Questing, whether it's the actors or the characters they portray, how the world works, or the League itself, you can follow us at slapthedash on Twitter and hashtag L-U-Q-A with your questions. I'm a dwarven shield maiden of Remitex. I live to slay my foes and defend the Onyx Citadel. I shed the blood of orcs and goblins by the buckets on the battlefield. But sometimes the moon goddess shines her light on me and it becomes my time to bleed. Heavy combat, heavy armor, heavy floor. That's when I reach for Clan Pax Mithril. Twice the absorption, twice the durability. Clan Pax Mithril, leave the bloodshed to your enemies. Combat time. Um, first up in the initiative after failing that big wet whistle is Artyom. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! Pistets! <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and... Uh, oh, boy. So you are, can kind of see into the basement. Harathox is technically in front of you, but you can all kind of peer in through the door. There's a little bit of obstruction, but you can move past each other as well. I say we back up, let get dog up here away from Marvid, yes? Assuming, assuming they all agree? Sure. Okay. Then I'm going to just... Uh, well, we're out of the room, so I'm just going to go ahead and... Uh, I guess, ready a crossbow shot and a sword attack against the dog should it come through. Okay, Arvid, you are about to become visible at the end of your turn. Is that right there a fella with a weapon in the doorway? Mm-hmm. Could I first rage yes. and then... May I please rage, May- sir? Is that... Politely, is that okay? <laughs> you will let go. <laughs> I will never let... <laughs> At the moment you say something like, I will fly into a barbarian rage and not, would it be okay with you if I if I entered a rage at this point? Raging, and that will stop me from being invisible. And I want to use an athletics check to charge him through the door. I'd like to harm him. Can I Can I hit him and push him? That's not a thing. Push is in place of an action, so you well, okay. just get to push him. Okay, I guess I should just hit him. If you wait to rage, you have an advantage on your attack. Because you will be from attacking from invisibility. Ew. Okay, so I see. I could. I could. Uh... You could attack with advantage, hit potentially, and then fly into a rage. That sounds good. Okay, Arvid, invisible, gets weapon ready and rolls an attack. Okay. Um. So twenty. That definitely hits. Roll me that damage. Seven damage. Seven damage. Tallied and then rage city. Mm-hmm. Got it. And you poof appear and this figure steps back absolutely flabbergasted at the appearance of this massive firbolg, uh, and that makes it the enemy's turn. First of all, the man inside the room still is going to shout out a command to control his dog. Um, he has advantage on his animal handling versus his hound. Oh, good. That's pretty good. He says, sick it! Sick him! As a person still in the stairs, am I able to hear that it's coming from the room? Yes. Okay. Yep. And he says, you get out there! Do it! Do it now! Another figure emerges uh, snapping next to the other one. I'm going to stand up and move some minis real quick. So the two guys step out. Um, they both pull knives off of their belt. Only one of them is going to attempt to attack Arvid because he's the only one adjacent to you. And then the dog's going to try to bite you. Give you a big chomp. Knife from the th- tough guy. 
coming at you with a 17. Yep, that just does it. Dealing you, you are raging, so three points of slashing damage. And the big dog is going to do a chompy chomp. And he has advantage because he's next to his allies. Uh, That's not bad. 15. And I'm taking half damage. I don't think that hits you. Okay. And does the 15 hit your armor class? No. Got that shield out. So it jumps forward and puts its full weight against your shield, and you feel the slobber and the growl. (laughs) Just just reach out and rub its belly really quickly. (laughs) (laughs) And you see a small object go whizzing out of the door, flying at a very amazing trajectory um, and smashing made of glass against the bottom of the stairs. And this pool of red liquid just forms on the bottom step. That makes it Chris's turn. So uh, assuming I have the range, Chris would like to twin cast suggestion okay. on the two human people. I'm trying to figure out what's the bigger threat, the dog or the people. I think because Chris has a fondness for animals and innocent things, he's actually going to try to move to the door to get a better sight of whoever's in the main room. Okay, you might want to move down the steps a little bit. You are at a very high angle. Yes, I'm moving down the steps at some point. I don't know how far I can get. You can move to there, but you need to roll me a perception check. Okay. That's just a 12. Okay, um, and I also need you to make me a dexterity saving throw. Oh, no. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Words you don't want to hear. I'm going to use a bit of luck. I I, I accept this. That is a 15. Okay, that's enough that you're going to take half. Um, So when you step into this puddle of red liquid, just the gentle impact of your shoe makes it ignite and the flame goes tearing up your pant leg. This intense, horrible heat. Uh, So you take one point of fire damage, but you are also currently being burned. What does burned do? You will remain on fire until the fire gets put out. Oh, okay. Now, do you just look at me when you're asking real questions because I'm right across from you? Or is I'm, it tr- <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to stay in the habit of no, That's totally great. I'm just, making, I'm just making sure because you keep looking like locking eyes with me and you're like, question? I, and I'm like, yes, uh... Because uh, I feel uh, the need to like lock eyes with somebody <laughs> when I'm talking. So you've made it to the bottom of the steps. Okay. Is there anything you want to continue with your action? Yes. You're going to suggest the two guys are going to see in there. Oh, no. Sorry. Do I see yes. whoever's in the main room? Yep. Roll me a perception, and that'll be your whole turn. Okay. Rolling a perception. Okay. Then that is a nine. Okay. I heard persuasion. No, you can, you're aware that someone is in there, but you cannot make them out. You seem like they're taking cover from behind the doorframe. Okay. And that makes it Herothax's turn. Did the puddle, the red puddle from the broken glass vial, did it flare and then dissipate, or mm-hmm. is it still burning? It's not red anymore. The way that the map is set up, it looks like the staircase goes into an open room. Mm-hmm. Can I drop off of the stairs without crossing the bottom? You can. Okay. So I'm just going to move like five feet down the stairs so I'm not falling ten feet, sure. and then just hop down the last bit. So You certainly can do that. Is there a space that I can move where I could be ten feet away from all of them without catching Arvid? Not the dog, just the two guys. Okay. If you were closer to the wall. Well, sure. I'll do that. I'll move here. And then I will close my hand and the swirls on Herothax's chest will move and then stretch out as I cast Arms of Hadar and both of them need to make strength saves. Okay. Uh, I got a success and a fail. Okay. So they both take 3d6 necrotic, but one of them is only going to take half of it. Okay. Six plus another... So eight points of necrotic damage. And then the one that failed can't take reactions either. Understood. And as a bonus action, I cast Shillelagh on a quarterstaff. Cool. Very good turn. Uh, that brings it back up to Archeum. So I'm at the top of the stairs. Can I see the scene? Yeah. Anything in this room, you can have a pretty good clear view on. Arvid, corner. 
telling you to go over here. And then I'm going to ready a cast of Entangle right there. So your action is held until Arvid moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arvid, what would you like to do? I would like to stab the person in front of me and then like escape. Okay. Yeah, I can do that, right? You can? I can like... You're going to provoke an attack of opportunity, but... That's fine. If she okay. kills the guy, she'll only provoke from the dog. Fair. So that's 12. Uh, that unfortunately does not connect. And then you're going to back up. Yeah. Cool. Uh, you're going to get a dagger and a bite at you. Dagger misses. The bite hits. And what does doggy bite do damage-wise? That's good. That's good. You take six half to three. And then shazam with a tasty little entangle. And that is a deck save. Yeah, it is a strength save. Strength save. All right. The two guys both make it with a oh, 17 each. Fucker. And the dog gets a nine. Hey, he fails. Okay, doggy tangled. Is that still half? Is that still half speed? Or like it, the area becomes half speed. Okay, yeah, it's still so. difficult terrain for everyone. And that was your held action, so that makes mm-hmm. it the enemy's turn. Uh, those two guys are going to attempt to move out of the entangled area, moving at half speed because of the difficult terrain. So they're going to kind of go against the wall near Harrowfax, not leaving his threat range, but just scooching over. And the dog is just going to get stuck there. It has to make a strength save to move, right? Yeah. Okay. That's going to be its whole turn, right? I don't know. Let me check. I think it is, but oh, it rolled pretty good, though. Yeah, it, it takes it in action. Uh, it definitely succeeds, so it's going to break free with a 17 and <clears throat> move over towards Artyom. Or, sorry, towards Arvid. I got your names mixed up. That's my bad. Having a fascination with this big, hairy boy. just wants to. It seems like it wants to play, but it's also really interested in ripping your throat out. Mm. Why not both? It wants to play rough. <laughs> that's what. That's the six idea. Of one, six of one, half dozen the other, really. <laughs> yes. Um, and the voice from in there says, Stop eating around! Do it now! The two figures both kind of look at each other in confusion and then grab a vial off their belt and they both oh, no. chug down this noxious black fluid and they spend the rest of their turn skin bubbling, huge oozy open wounds starting to form on their bodies as they twist and snap and expand. Neat. Is it very familiar to us? Some aspects of the mutation look similar to things you've seen, but these ones look much more controlled, um, much more intentional. Not like that first guy at the bar. No, no, not okay. like that. No, that guy was just on a poison thing. crazy brain drug. This is like these guys are mutating themselves into these big hulking fleshy things. Ah. Then you hear the door close. <laughs> uh, that makes it Chris's turn. Oh boy, let's just let's do shatter because it's pretty. Shatter. They both fail. Nice. nice. That's, yes. that's big damage. So I'll roll two of them because I have them here and I need to keep them, but roll a d8 for me. Roll a d8. Oh my god, why can't I never figure out what a d8 looks like? <laughs> it's a three. You're not reverberating right now? Um, I did not say I was. I that's wish cool. I did, though. They, both, they all take ten damage. Okay. That's not nothing. Yeah. As you oh. see, a l- many of their like pustules just like explode and like bone fragments start to shrapnel out of their skin. And uh, that makes it Herothox. I think Heruthax is going to disengage and move away from these things. Smart. Oh, is um is Chris still on fire? Yeah, I was going to ask, which we need to Thank do? Thank you for reminding me. Make a deck save, so saving throw at the end of your turn. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for reminding him. Ooh, natural 20. <laughs> that is natural 20. The good news is you're not on fire anymore, but the bad news is you still take three damage from before it goes out. Even with the 20? You oh. roll on the end of your turn, so... Yeah. So yeah, uh, Herodothax just disengages and moves back next to Crist. Very good. Um, and I don't think I have any <coughs> bonus actions that I can take because disengage takes my action. Mm-hmm. I could hex someone. You could hex someone. <laughs> that I don't think I'm going to. Understood. Then that will bring it back to Artyom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, let's see here. Cool. So I'm going to... <clears throat> 
<clears throat> clear my throat and then hawk something out and spit a glob of thick black oil right here and it's going to suddenly ignite and then turn into a little ball of fire that starts growing and pulsing and growing and pulsing until it occupies that whole square flaming sphere for the That's podcast the he pointed at the space right in front of the two mutants suck it dry fuck faces <laughs> deck save or 2d6 fire damage yes i does that happen on their turns or its turn um, I think I think it happens the first time you cast it, and, and then every turn thereafter. But let me just double check. That sounds right. Okay. Um, okay. So I think I have to. I think I have to summon it on somebody to cause well, it. Yeah, you damage. can slam it into one of them, and they'll take the fire damage. And then every other turn, they'll have to roll to not be next to it. Gotcha. So I think only one of them then. Has sure. To roll. He'll still make his save. Uh, I failed by one. Cool. <sighs> Come on. <laughs> Three damage. Three fire damage, <clears throat> and the orb is there to party. Uh, would you like to stay on the stairs or move it all? Let's stay on the stairs. Okay. Stay on the stairs. Arvid. As a oh. bonus action, since they're there, I'm going to move it right about here. So it slams into one and then retreats about 10 feet. Arvid. I'll make a reckless attack. The pup is all up on me. He's, yeah. he's jump up. You yeah. know. He's a jump pup. up pup. Jump up pup. Uh, I'll go for the belly. You shouldn't jump up, pup. You nope. leave yourself vulnerable. It's a bad pup. It's a bad pup. Wow, that's a one and a four. <laughs> so, uh, Jesus nine, yeah. That's Savage. really bad. But yeah. you had advantage, which means you avoided the fumble. That's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. But you also super miss the popo. Yeah. Like it slams to the ground as your sword swings over his head. Got his tail up in the air. <laughs> I'm trying to make it sound overly cute, but it's actually very vicious. I yeah. just love puppies. Um, <laughs> so, speaking of puppies, it is its turn. It is going to try to jump up Papa you with a bite, a big bite tack. Critical. Good thing you're raging. Seven piercing damage from the big bite. Thick boys are going to attempt to move up on Crist and Harifax. Quite mindless in their mutated state. So if you could just move them up for me, one of them will definitely be next to the flaming sphere because it doesn't really have a choice. And the other one will be somewhat closer to the stairs. And they are going to use their new form to do slam attacks on each of you. Uh, obviously the one that's getting hit by the... F- oh, yeah, they're both next to the fire. They're Look at that. They're both fire, yep. Yep. They're real dumb. I'll allow it. <laughs> they're, uh, they're fucking drugged out. So, slam attack on Harithax is a 13. That hits because I have not cast Mage Armor. Battle. And it is a miss on Crist. Awesome. You take nine points of damage. Oof. Hey, guess what? slams a huge meaty fist into you. I'm a hellish rebuke it. Nice. Yep. Failed. Failed my save. Cool. So, um... So I've decided uh, for Haruthax, because you said that I could do necrotic damage for Haruthax's Hellish Rebuke. Yeah. Rather than fire leaping out, um, as this happens, you can see these, like, spirits all sort of form around Haruthax, and then all of their hands just lash out and grab at this person and deals 3d10 necrotic, because I have level 2 spells now. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) That's four on the first two. Cool. And one on the oh third oh one. Oh, God. So yes. they take five. <laughs> that is amazing. Oh. <laughs> five on a 3D10. On 3D10. Just <laughs> Worse than average on one. These guys roll. They roll oh, right. The deck save for the... F- thank you. 2D4. Or yep. 2D6. They'll make their saves. Uh, one makes it, one fails. Ten. Five. This one takes ten. He's looking hurt. Looking, It's hard to tell because he, he already looks hurt because his ribs are basically on the outside now and his organs are flopping about. Mm. But he looks damaged. And that puts it at Artyom's turn. Uh, which one's looking shittier? The one closest to the two. Okay, so this guy? 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to give him the old love tap. Actually, wait, hold on. Maybe I should hit this guy. Nah, let's still stick with these guys. I'm going to love tap this fucker. Are you teabagging it with your ball? Oh, so. That's bad. Go ahead and roll damage for me. I don't like that. <laughs> Nine. Nice. And that's a bonus action. Uh, and then with my remaining action, I'm going to... Uh, uh, I'm going to use my Scorching Ray, my other second level spell, and I'm going to hit this guy twice, this guy once. Okay. I'm, so I'm hitting the we- the stronger of the two twice and the weaker of the two once. Correcto. So attack one. Uh, it's, uh, it's 11. Does not connect. <laughs> okay. Next guy is 19. 19, I'm assuming 19 is a hit. definitely hits. And then the other guy, not at all. Okay. Okay, cool. So one of them hit, and that is 2d6. Mm-hmm. Eight. At least you're rolling good on the D6s. Yeah, your 2D6 did better than my 3D10. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just tragic. All right, that puts it at Arvid's turn as Artyom just literally rains fire into the basement. <laughs> actually, yeah, I'm going to say the Scorching Rays actually lance out of the fireball. Mm, cool. Rules question about your fireball real quick, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it something that like has health that I need to be worried about? Nope, nope, okay. it just exists. Okay, thank you. Arvid. <laughs> With my passive ability to speak to animals and have them understand me, I'm going to tell him he's a bad boy before I do my regular attack. I like that uh, very much. Reckless, <laughs> reckless attack. That's 21. That hits a pup. <clears throat> that hits a pup <laughs> Eight. It's always five. I don't know it, why that's It is. Five. It's very easy. <laughs> uh, that makes the pup very hurdo. No. Very hurdo. And that makes it their turn. Um, The door is going to swing open. And if you could set this ombre up in that door frame. That's one stylish chap. Uh, So what I need is for Chris and Harithax to roll me constitution saving throws. Okay. That is 21 total. Nicely done. Oh, I thought it was a 13. I was like, how did you add eight? (laughs) Uh, I have a 13 total. Okay. The DC is 15. It's a high DC. It is, in fact, the high DC. This is his once daily thingy. Um, He throws a vial into the room. It lands basically between you and the big boys. And it just explodes in this horrible cloud of vicious acid and poison. Oh. It's a specifically poison damage if any of you have resistance or that. Kind of oh, thing. of course it is. <laughs> and so you take nine okay. poison damage. I was really hopeful when you said acid because I resist acid. I know, yeah. I, but it's specifically <laughs> a poison bomb. You take half of that, so you're going to take four. And the boys take none because they rolled really good on their saves and they take no damage from poison in their form. It's like they're planned to be going together. He says, this is your last chance to get out of here. Does he look like a half-orc? No. Okay. He also has a veil covering his masked face. Okay. Just like the mini. And that makes it Chris's turn. Hmm. I kind of want to cast Suggestion on him. Uh, no, I think I better... Can anyone remind me of the Radius on Shatter? Would it only hit two I think things you're out of second-level spells? I get two. I didn't think. you use Suggestion Shatter? I'm just to keep you... Uh, oh, I did not track. use Suggest since our full rest. Got it. Um, Shatter is a 10 or 15 foot radius. Either way, you could hit those two boys without hitting your friends. I will first reverberate and then shatter them. Nice. So yeah, you'll hit those two guys. They're going to make their saves. Uh, Fail and a success. Two plus two Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then plus three. Plus three. You said you rolled two? Yes. Uh, Okay, that's going to be 14 damage to both of them, which kills the one closest to the two of you and seriously injures the other one. Uh, Did they just end their turn... In his range again, or was that a second? This that that was the same. You turn. know what happened is they didn't go on their turn. Oh, <clears throat> only uh, he I, went. So what do we do in that case? The big guy's gonna go, and then he's gonna roll against the fire damage. Gotcha. So this is happening while you're hitting them with your your shatter spell. Um, so he's just gonna make his big slam attack at you, and he got a sixteen. I will shield. Nice. Okay, then you are protected. That's very smart. So he slams into it and 
crystalline energy reverberates around you. Law, I don't really want to ask this, but does the other one get to attack before it dies? No, nah, it died real big. Okay. I'm all right. <laughs> real big. Don't think I didn't think about it. Okay. Dog will go. Dog will bite. He fails his save against your fire with a 12. Woo! 10. Damn. Nice. him. Swoosh. And then he gets immolated by the ball of fire. And the doggo misses. Nice. That makes it Harithax. What kind of action is it to drink a potion? Standard action. Full action? Yep. Okay. I'm going to drink a Domain Farms old-fashioned <laughs> healing potion. With a quick pause up to the camera. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to lift it, look at the camera, and then swallow the whole vial in one go. Just eat it. Are you also going to do that? Are you also going to do it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, please tell me you swallow it whole and then you can hear it shattering under the yeah, pressure yeah, yeah. of your gizzards. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's sugar glass. Mm. <clears throat> All right, that's that's four plus three for Domain Farms. So seven points of healing back to Heruthex. Refreshing. Wicked. You gonna move? I will move. Yeah. I will just move farther <laughs> away from. Yeah. I will just move farther away from Chris so we're not bunched up so that the potion throwing dude. Yeah. Probably. All the way to the wall? Yeah, maybe one shy of the wall. One shy of the wall. Yeah. Cool. There we go. So, at the top of the initiative, um, from behind this figure who is masked, who just threw the poison bomb out there, who seems to be th- shouting out the commands, uh, you see a figure run into the back of him, someone who is, like, bound up in rope with a gag in their mouth, just, like, full body check them into the room, spilling him onto the ground. And you see this grizzled, like, white bushy-haired half-orc tied up in ropes with a gag shoved into his mouth, just, like flop onto him like a big fish and knock him to the ground and mm. that is what happens at the beginning of the round so go ahead and just knock him prone does he move forward one or just stay yeah he just gets okay. pushed forward one and gets knocked prone cool uh, so that makes it rtm's turn cool then i'm going to use oh shit there's a civilian now Ugh. i'm going to push my ball with my bonus action Boop. pop the bubble tap that doggo popo fails its deck uh seven seven to popo hurts bad good and then <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and whip out a guiding bolt on he so he's so the dog's in bad shape. Then I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and uh wail on this prone dipshit over uh, here. You will have disadvantage. What? Uh prone targets have disadvantage for range attacks. Ugh. Okay. Well, that's dumb. It is very frustrating. Okay. Then in that case, fuck it, I'm going to do it anyway. I I'm going to anyway. say you can still try. You may see might not be that good. Hey, uh that's 16. Yes. Nice. That will do. The f- 46 damage, that's 12 plus... Uh, <laughs> I rolled two sixes, then two twos. Or two ones, excuse me. So uh, that's uh, 14. All right, 14 to that dude. Anybody, any attacks to him get advantage. Correct. Uh, Arvid, you and the doggo. Uh, Arvid will attempt to finish off the doggo if possible. He's Please. doing bad, right? He's so bad. He's so bad. The flame almost did it. That's 15. Yep. And then... Uh, 11. Oh, yeah. Uh, you just spill dog guts all over the floor. Just an arc of dead canine. And uh, that makes it their turn. They're being now the one living guy. And he's on the ground. And he says, I'm sorry. I surrender. Please stick your laser beams and fireballs off of me. <laughs> as soon as that happens, I'm going to run to the dog and, and uh, dis- well, dissipate the fireball. Run to the dog and immediately cast Spare the Dying. Okay. Chris looks at RTM with such love. And the figure who's tied up is just like kicking this guy's body. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe somebody should take care of the uh, the actual good alchemist instead of this crap one. Haruthax hmm. will walk over and pull out a dagger as as they approach the tied guy and mm-hmm. the the other guy. Raise it and then cut the tied up guy's bonds. 
Okay, and he's <coughs> spits it out. <coughs> oh, good gracious! I'm so glad someone came to my rescue. Ugh. My name is Professor Iphis. Hello, Professor. I don't know who this piece of shit is, but he's been having me tied up for three days now. I would like to Scooby-Doo unmask the <sighs> veiled person. Of course you do. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you pull his mask off and you see a pretty clean cut bearded man with kind of like Vikingish tattoos under his eyes and on his forehead. He says, Please, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm a wanted man. You can turn me in. I'm worth money alive, not dead. Huh? Huh? Good deal, right? Extra money is always good. It depends. Why are you wanted? Uh, sell drugs? Really bad, horrible, toxic, alchemical drugs? Didn't the spider lady say something? Oh, no. Mm. Then this is my responsibility, I suppose. Please? Nah. He has killed innocent children. I walk up to him. You're truly repentant, yes? Sure. The. Mm, I really should take you in. I pull my dagger out and stick it in his neck. He coughs for a good ten seconds, looking kind of confused, like he might pull out of this. And eventually his body just goes limp. He slumps to the ground. Ugh. Oh, gracious! What a mess! Snap his death. <laughs> I was really looking forward to that money. Well, Eddie, please don't mind the smell. I've had to use the bathroom in there several times since I've been tied up. <laughs> they don't tell you that thing in hostage stories. <laughs> uh, my name is Professor Ifus, and who are you? We are the mortal done. We are here on the League Quest. This fellow, I heard plenty of what they were talking about while they were discussing things in my laboratory, trying to steal my alchemical components to make their horrible drugs. Well, listening to what they've said, I've been doing some formulaic things in my mind, and I think I could probably work out a remedy to help those poor children. That's actually amazing. I'm here to help the town. I'm trying to fix the bloody lake from being a toxic cesspool. I take the wand and I dip it in the blood of the the guy I just killed. (laughs) It's juicy. Well, I think I have some work to do cleaning things up around here. Uh, how about an antidote first in cleaning later? Oh, I suppose I can get to work with that. Just a quick clean-up from my things upstairs, if I could. I'm quite messy. He goes upstairs and does a little cleaning up, and he says that he is deeply, deeply in your debt. And you are rowed once again back across, giving him some time to work on the antidote to the village of Tirilli, using the old fisherman's boat, who does not charge you for this time. Seeing that you guys clearly have a look of, like, serious, like, some real shit just fucking happened on your face. He doesn't ask questions. When you get to Terilli, uh, Reginald becomes visible once again, and he says, You have completed the parameters of your quest. Congratulations, Mortal Dawn. Your um, rank has now been increased. Am I uh, going to be dealing with any legal ramifications because of this? You will not. Whew. Oh, What's going on with the poor orphan wolf? Yeah, there's this big popo too, like, following you guys around. Uh, so for the time being, like, it's really confused and it's very timid and a little nippy if anyone gets too close to it. But it, it is... I would... I would, I would, I would, I would uh, once Arvid settles it down, I would... If we can get a little bowl, I would actually like to give it a little bit of the Domain Farms healing potion. And we will end as you guys sitting in the dock of this little tiny lake wharf with this huge puppo supping potions out of this little bowl, arguing with a look of just grave confusion on his face and Herathax looking out over the toxic lake and Arvid just kind of clapping while looking down at this beautiful <laughs> giant puppo. <laughs> And 
with that, it looks like the Mortal Dawn has wrapped up their first official League quest, neutralizing a wanted Dornish criminal named Vincent Booth. Good news for them, he's wanted dead or alive. They get to have a dog? We were allowed to have dogs? I love dogs! Not all treasure is gold magic items, Storm. <sighs> well look, we have a lot of fun here, but the fact is when you're an adventurer, you're having to make a lot of hard calls. Life and death, and those answers never come easy. But you know what does come easy, Storm? Next week's episode of the League of Ultimate Questing. Hey everybody, it's Law. And Zach. And we want to thank all of the fans and followers we've gotten thus far. All of your support and kind reviews have been extremely inspirational to us. And the best thing you can do if you want to see us keep growing as a podcast is share the information with your friends. Word of mouth is so huge for a project like this. I also want to thank everybody who has made this podcast possible. Sam Frost playing Arvid, Alante Barakat playing Chris, Michael Loving playing Harithax, and Law, most of all, our amazing GM and fantastic content creator. They make doing this every week an absolute delight. And I want to throw in a big thank you to Zach. He's been in charge of production and editing. It's a ton of work, and I'm really glad that he's on top of it because he has been killing it. And don't forget that you can catch us wherever podcasts are available. You can also follow our social media on Facebook or at Slap the Dash on Twitter, where you can get updates on our newest episodes every Monday and hot, fresh new content on Friday, courtesy of Law. But until next time, we wish you luck.